Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Lamont. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I'm the most dangerous man in this prison. You know why? Because I control the underwear. Do the themes up. They're all a bunch of fucking freeloaders. We don't know them. We don't want to know them. They're the fucking enemy. Say the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton. I hate anyone that is a white Protestant. Never gonna happen. Fucking forget it. Not on my watch. Not while I'm in this family. I don't give two shits about you or anybody else or what you think. You're not a part of it and you never will be. All right. I. I. The year is 1998 and we have a drama. American History X. We've got... Ed Norton and Beverly D'Angelo. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ed Furlong, Feruza Balk, Stacey Keach, Elliot Gould. It's a good cast. Written by a first-time screenwriter, I believe. He hadn't really done much more before this. And um, Jesus, a relatively start. newbie director. So that was uh, Tony Kay, the director. And we got some stories about him coming up. But basically, uh, American History X covers the life of a small family. Um, who live in a unsavory neighborhood, have some things happen to them, and become extremely fucking racist. Someone goes to prison over a manslaughter charge and tries to get their life together um, and then come back and rescue some of their other family members who are in need of it. That's American History X. We got some prison. We got lots and lots of racism. So I thought this movie would be uh, poignant and relevant right now. And B... Uh, it's a pretty good movie, I think. I don't know. Maybe? Yeah. yeah, not according to the writer, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, he felt like incredibly dissatisfied with the changes going on to this movie and hugely dissatisfied with Norton's performance. Oh, you're talking about the director, Tony Kay. Kay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, so the director disowned this movie, basically. He tried um, to get his name taken off the credits. Yeah, so the studio did not like the cut that he did. Um, and then for however this happens, they allowed Ed Norton into the editing room with him and those two did not get along. And yeah, it basically meant that this director wanted to get his name removed from the movie. He had it taken out of the Toronto Film Festival um, and he hated it. Then years later said it was all ego and he's tried to apologize for it since. But he didn't direct another movie for almost 10 years after this. Him and Edward Edward Norton also did some rewrites during the production. Edward Norton's done this though a couple of times to different movies. He did it with the... uh, Movie about the the Mexican painter that Selma Hayek plays. Frida. Frida. Oh, he yeah. did the same thing. Really. He's like he he fancies himself as a screenwriter. I think he's written some stuff that's been produced, but like he just wrote Motherless uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, which didn't look like it got great reviews and the directing and stuff too. I I, I started to watch it. I turned it off. I I um. But I wasn't. It was not because it was necessarily bad. It, yeah. It he just he's he's had issue. He has definitely had issues with other people. When it comes to trying to take over projects creatively, hmm. but in this case, I th- I used to think anyway when I was watching it that it was a, a good movie. So um, he might have been You're right. Saying on, you feel differently now? Well, I don't know yet, but but when I was just saying, I heard about all this back in the day, and I always thought, well, you know what? I mean, if he did do that, then he did a good job. He does yeah. know. We're just drawing it out for the benefit of our audience. That's well, the last time dun, I called dun, it, dun. the last time I called it early, I got in trouble. <laughs> Somebody. I kind of just called it early a few minutes ago, though. But um, um, there, there, just because this movie has some good elements doesn't mean it works on the whole. Yeah, that that that's very true. Um, so let me start on um, with with a question then. Um, does does this movie? And maybe I won't make it a question. I'll just make it a statement. It'll be more bold that way. Oh, I was looking forward to answering. I thought that this movie did a really good job of um, showing that racism isn't like something you're born with. It it is something that is developed and learned over time. And so in a couple of different scenes, this movie has people giving monologues or whatever that, that aren't so just blindly racist you're like oh man i hate all these skinhead guys they're actually giving monologues where i don't believe what they're saying but you could see how someone would believe that and therefore hate an entire race of people um and then you couple in some experience with his father being killed and um some other things that they that they run into violence on a on a regular basis so i don't agree with any of what the skinheads feel in this movie obviously i hope that's obvious but um i thought the movie did a great job of showing that it's not just something that's 
in you right away. Um, and so, so that, that I think was fairly well handled. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it is almost very convincing when, when, when he speaks, hmm. uh, Derek speaks. Yeah. Like when they're outside when of the, yeah. the store and he does that speech, it's not, he doesn't just say like, I don't like people who are different skin well, color no, and, but that's and they the shouldn't best thing be here. Is that it's thought provoking, right? You don't that's go, from, exactly, you don't go yeah. right down the road direct at something. What they're doing is creating a case for it. And the thing is that their, their case um, that they're creating most often just isn't like, sh- like you're saying, it's not just straight, like racism. It's, 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 it's discourse that would make you wonder what they're saying. You'd start to consider it and be like, Oh, okay. Okay. And then they would bring it around to race and, and pointing the finger at certain groups. And, um, I mean, it's, it's an incredibly clever way to indoctrinate people. Derek believes it though. That's the thing. When he's talking, he's not, well, of course he's not fake. That's it. why no, he's so but, good at it. But yeah. he's not, he's not trying to con them into something that, that he doesn't believe he, he's passionate about the subject and like the things he's saying he's he's just he's he's either doesn't know or he's leaving out all of the information and only giving them the information that's strongest for his point which yeah. is what most people who manipulate people do politicians uh you know like that's you know that's what you do that's how you make your case so he's really that's really what he's doing that with that like stump speech in the parking lot to try and get these guys to go to commit a crime, a hate crime, essentially. Not oh, even essentially, oh, yeah. it's just a fucking hate crime. No, things it's, a little, it's a little racism pep rally there. It's really uh, quite disconcerting. So if you think about it, like um, these people wouldn't have people, uh, um, what do you call it? Like role models talking to them about, you know, how the world really works and how there's inequality for, for lots of different groups. And it's not one group that's causing all the pain and pressure. So these guys aren't getting educated in that way. So when he is speaking so influentially um, and confidently because he truly does believe it, that's, that's the only thing they've ever heard. So that becomes the reality that they adopt because it fits all the things. That they're like, oh, there's no jobs. Yeah, there are no jobs. Well, there must be these people taking it. Oh my God, yeah. I do see lots of those people in the job. They must be taking it. Okay, I don't like that. And yeah, it's there. At they, he, he, speaks from, he speaks from his own... Per, like he, All of those people have the same perception. They are... They, they're not allowed to look at at how the other other half the other side of things. Yeah. So he so he sells it to them based on their own perceptions and like without rational thought because there's two sides to every story. Yeah. It's without just education easy. and rational rationalization. Yeah. They, you they, can they just, rationalize the only way can, they know. You're just like he's right. He must be right. Like fuck those people. Let's go destroy this store. Yeah. Well, it's because you can sometimes connect two points. And leave out a bunch of facts in, in the, the middle. middle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and when you do that, so beautifully. and a lot of people like, I mean, people are so willing to just like, to just jump to the conclusion with you, right? Oh, this like one plus one and then down the road and it's fucking whatever. And they're like, I see that because they're not considering all the steps that might be in between or a lot of intangibles that might exist, right? Yeah. Like all the systemic racism or whatever else that like works against these like minority communities or like immigrant communities, whatever. Yeah. And, um, it's not hard to see, like with everything you see on TV, and I, I, we, we, I think all of us. I don't, did you watch the Thirteenth that 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 doc on Netflix? I, I haven't finished. I was watching it um, the other day, but I was working while I was watching it, and I didn't feel like I was giving it the full, the full eye that it's it deserves. Really it's, re- it's really great. It's so great, and and it's an one hour of the things forty five minutes too. So it like lays out the whole story in yeah. like less than two hours, and and does it in a compelling way it, it, it's really good so one of the main things is just that you know the black community shown on tv and the cop show and, and in other ways that it just ingrains in both white and black people that that black people are dangerous that's one of the points they make in the doc and you can see that happening here it's just one of the parts that doesn't take much to push someone over the line when when that's another background element of oh just and i've seen on tv how dangerous these people are and um that's not something you know that i want to mess around with so i'm going to hate them and get ahead of the game and, and take, you know, I'm the gun owner who's just actually waiting for someone to break into my house so I can do something. Um, so I think it's, it's important the way that the story is shown that way, because if it can be learned, it can also be unlearned, um, which kind of brings us more towards the, the tail end of the story. But I thought it was, it was really great storytelling in that way where it, it sets it up 
it, it doesn't just put you in a situation you have to accept that you're following skinheads around. It actually shows how they how they could become like they were and then how redemption is possible on the other side for, for both um, Derek and for Danny uh, by the end of the movie. And it's that part of it still held really strong for me. These things become so compelling and kind of like perpetuate so easily because they are contained in a bubble, like an echo chamber, right? Like, like you see... Um, Derek starts to get his mind changed when he's put on work detail with uh, with uh, uh, Lamont, right? Yep. And Lamont is likable, and he starts telling him his side of the story, and he starts getting perspective that he was never getting outside, right? Yep. Outside, he's not he's not spending any time in a friendly or a social manner with anybody of color. He's just the only people around. They're kicking them off of the basketball courts, trying to beat them, or or just like yelling hatred or whatever yeah. it seems right other than that it's just it's just like a white christian protestants right yeah and and what are you going to get from that you're not getting perspective you're never getting a contrary viewpoint so i mean it's really easy to see how they fall into that hole and it's really interesting to see actually and it's it's one of the biggest complaints that i have about the movie is that you don't really get an understanding fully of how derek changes his perspective you get you get a piece of it but I would have liked to see more of it. And I read yeah. some criticisms of that and it does make sense to me. Um, I, I feel like I was, can, I felt like, I don't feel like it was such a, such a jarring shift. It's not a jarring shift, but it's not, it's, that's, that's a huge, that's the whole movie is that his shift. Yeah, I know it's just, he's in jail. I mean, like, I don't know how else they would have showed that. Well, they could show me more, more behind the jail. reasoning. I know, but that's what I'm saying is like, it would have been like, I'm just trying to think of how you would have done it. And like they do it over the course of him being in jail and it's over several years and they just kind of compact it into like some montages and stuff. Yeah, the time goes by. But like I don't want to see more of him in jail. Like no. that's enough of like the, everything that is there is enough. Like I don't need more jail. So like where else? It's not, you about, show? It's not about more jail. It's about different jail. Like also you shouldn't, the catalyst for his change shouldn't be him getting fucked over by his, by his Peers. brethren, right? Well, yeah. By his, by his gang. The, like and and maybe maybe that's all you need is some kind of change and like who cares where the change comes from what matters is the change but the thing to me is that i don't really like he is so ingrained he's basically at this point when he goes to jail there he is like second in charge to that fucking putsy looking dude with the glasses yeah right like derek is he'd have an authority like figure of- in leadership in the Nazis because the of the killing but like, if you look at like this, not many but of the even guys before you see that. him stand on the street he's Keech's organizing crew, them yes. right yeah but Stacy Keach looks to be by all means like the leader of the faction for whatever municipality or state they're in but yeah the one thing that makes him such a strong character though is he's not a hypocrite he has principles and he actually believes in his hatred I'm not saying he's not but a no so, so what I'm saying is so when he gets to jail First of all, he sees hypocrisy in his own group. Yes. Then when he tries to remain principled, he gets shot down by them. Yeah. Yeah. So then he feels like completely that they're complete phonies and fakes. Then they fucking sexually assault and physically attack him for him not putting up with their hypocrisy. Then he gets saved by a black person. So like, I feel like all those steps in the movie are more than enough to make someone change their complete perspective but of like... All those things are just reasons to hate the gang in the jail. They're not reasons to all of a sudden a, accept or change your mind on racism. The thing about him being saved at the end, he starts to get that feeling as he's spending his time and he says it at the end, like, I'm getting, I have a feeling that I'm only getting out of here because of you. And that guy's like, I don't fucking do that for any peckerwood or whatever. And then he leaves... But that's not well established. But that's, that's just something that he but, gets a feeling of as he's spending time by himself. But that's his best friend in jail, like from almost the beginning. He has a closer relationship with that guy. No, like, but they his start whole to work his, together. so the thing is that he is completely brainwashed, and brainwashing is one of the most difficult things to undo. From all the stuff I've read and all the different like cult things I've seen or like watched, and I'm not an expert on it, but I do know that deprogramming somebody or unprogramming, whatever the fucking word is, re is supposed to be insanely difficult. Yeah, but not only, but the prison represents like a, a mini, miniature micro ecosystem of the world. Yes. That's politics, all the different races and the groups are in there. So he gets to experience that on that micro level. I'm where not saying it's, it's all, not explored and I don't understand it. Then, I'm saying it could be more. And then the black principal or whatever comes and also gives him books and helps guide him through 
So I never felt like that was a speed bump. Maybe you guys do, but I, I never ever got the sense that that wasn't fully um, d- d- explored or didn't work or I felt like it was too quick. Or To me, it shows that he's becoming less because his friendship is growing. But aside from that, I'm not seeing his perspective change. I'm seeing him read and I'm seeing him become friends, but I'm not seeing the, the real meat of it. And for a movie like this that is so deep into this topic, I think that you need to explore a bit more the um, the intellectual side, maybe maybe a bit more of a deeper dive behind the actual like uh, mentality of that change. I don't I don't know how to how to put any better. I, I'm I, not saying it's poorly done. I just no. think that it could have been better done. I kind I like I, I thought what Brent was saying after we watched the movie. I was like, it just seems like his shift to renouncing everything he had known. I I know a long time passed in prison. I feel like I I don't know if the, the the teacher is a teacher if he's like a liaison officer or something. I thought he was the, the principal prison? too, but I'm not. No, no, the teacher. Here's the principal. But for the prison, you mean a liaison <clears throat> teacher for the prison, or just something with the community? Anyway, um, he um, yes, he does bring him books and he's there to console him after he's been raped and like that's all like extremely powerful and would have been a huge wake up moment for Derek. And I feel like some of the shift could have come from the following conversations or something I, i'm like i agree with what colin said earlier i don't know how you would show it but i feel like getting raped by his own gang would merely say there are untrustworthy people even within my group so i don't trust them not not have him spin all the way around and be like oh i'm not a racist anymore and because i had one one friend in jail i don't know th- and none of this is bad none of this is bad I still get what they're doing I still get that he was in jail and made a recovery now he's coming out clean so I can fill in some of the gaps myself it just made me wonder if there could have been a different way to to bring that across I think also from my own personal experience coming from a small town who who I'm sure there's plenty of gay people when I was growing up but never knowing they were gay because back then no one was no one was openly gay yeah and then like coming to Calgary and meeting a gay getting a having a a relationship with a gay person a friend or and then several over my lifetime that's like a huge impact for you because because like i had never i never met anyone who was openly gay before right right so like to me him being friends with a black person it was was influential in him understanding that this is just a human being with his own life experiences and not some kind of evil person stealing jobs yeah yeah to me that's like that to me that friendship is the most significant thing because it is not even that person saving him but just like but like i had no i was like i was when i when i moved from lethbridge calgary i was completely homophobic totally homophobic i grew up with gay jokes everyone i talked about like i like i talked to like didn't like gay people i came from this you know town that that was just like racist and homophobic it's how small towns be you come from the bible belt too which is even fucking worse yeah but yeah. so like i mean I, that's another reason why that convinces me is just those yep. few little scenes with him and that guy where where they laugh and they like they become friends and he's like never had that kind of uh, that's that i i love I, I do love it i do love it that and guy it didn't is even a need to save him to do that for that to work for me and that's kind of cheesy but i'm okay with it i'll allow it Except for that guy just keeps saying, I, I don't like that. Yeah. But I'm right. It doesn't seem excessive to me. The, the thing, I guess, to, to, for, <laughs> for the thing about the thing to me that that was excellently done between them that I guess I would have liked to see um, maybe another example of or just something else is that this movie so, um, so specifically is a is a examination of racism, right? Yeah. It like it's exactly what it is. And so to not explore that as fully in the undoing of the racism is a fault and they do it in one scene where Lamont's talking about um what they did to get in there and he's like he's like he's like how long are you in here I killed a guy for three years or whatever he's in there and Lamont's telling him what he did and he's like I stole a tv and he's like get the fuck out of here you stole a tv he's like you you killed someone on the way out or whatever he says right and Lamont's like no for real he's like I ran out the guy grabbed me the tv dropped on his foot he said, I threw it at him and now I'm in here. Yes, it was that, a police officer that grabbed him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is... Um, it was assault this against is, a police officer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is uh, one of the 
better points made in the movie is that because it actually points to the systemic part of the of the police totally and the system is against um like the black community right this guy didn't do anything worth what are he six years or nine years or whatever he was in there for yeah like he didn't do anything worth that time basically what he done should have been in probation and the look on once again that's what i'm trying to say is the look on his face and him questioning the guy, and when the guy when the guy convinces him that is all he did, the look on to me that his should face be the is, catalyst for the change, and then well, that's you there, give him though. something else, and that's enough. The look on his face to realize that that there is something more going on than this person just being like so, so black yeah. people being criminal. It that's is not, and, and I how wish it works. I wish that had been like the impetus to him looking into it more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what that's I the catalyst for the change, and then you see a couple more steps of him learning. Because otherwise, I don't feel like you do justice to the topic. And this movie does do, it's not, it doesn't do an injustice topic. It's a great movie. And I think it does a lot to like be thought provoking and stuff. But I feel like the topic is important enough that you could explore that a little bit deeper um, and guess, give a little bit more perspective. I guess that's what I thought he was doing in the book. When he was reading the books, though, he was, when he, he was being given those books and he was reading them by that, the principal... I thought that that was the work he was doing. So I filled those blanks, I guess, in for myself. And like, I'm not saying you couldn't have gone into more detail about what he was reading and what he was what he was doing research on. Uh, You you could have you could have added a little bit of that. But like you, you don't want to go too, too much. No, it could have been hitting you over the head too much with it. It Yeah, went the other way. And so if there was like a a a perfect line, line, we went slightly on one side of the line, but not enough to spoil the movie. I I can fill in. I can fill in the blanks. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that I feel like could have been a little bit more. And then I thought the same thing about how he became um, racist, but that it seemed to me the more important thing was how he got out of it because I thought they gave you enough of you know um, showing the news story where he's interviewed and he's very angry about his dad being killed and just getting connected with the wrong people. I was better able in my mind to figure out how to fill those dots to make him racist than I was to unrace his father. His they do the flashback with his dad too to show like the programming. I feel like it's okay. A little bit, yeah. So that and so, that gets yeah, that, worse. That that escalates to his father disagreeing a little bit with uh, what books he's reading to like him saying the n word at yeah. the end of the conversation. Yeah. And then you see the look on once again. You see the look on Derek's face. A lot of the time in this movie, the one good thing the writers and the the writer and the director do do is they let it land on Derek, and you see that it's affecting him. Yes. Whether it was in jail or with his father, and you you so you you don't have him like. You have him like, he's like, his father's like, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, got to think about it more or whatever. And his father's like, it's bullshit or whatever. Yeah. And that, that just like, and then like the, sh- the scene with him and where, where he's talking to the news and he's crying and he's saying all that hateful racist shit about his father being killed by a black person, which they don't even know if that was true. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I thought they did a good, I think, I thought the writing was really good in this actually. Yeah. And also... What's sad is that this movie seems way more relevant today, meaning that I feel like since this movie came out, that that's gone, gotten worse, or we've gone backwards, or it's become more exposed. Yeah. Now, whether it's within the media, or what's going on in politics in the U.S. right now, or what's going on with the police and George Floyd, which has always been going on, but it's it's kind of coming to the surface now, and that movie's more relevant. Yeah. I think I think it's within the last four years um, that that's all gotten worse because there's no longer an adult in the room. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And it's hard to know, like, it's always been bad. I mean, it's just always been there and it's not gone away and maybe it's just been swept away or not talked about or not publicized in the right way and now it is uh, or maybe it has gotten worse. It's just fucked up. It's totally fucked up. It makes me sick to my stomach. And and, um, because they do the, the... they present it so reasonably with how the people get indoctrinated. Like the indoctrination is horrible to watch these people, but they believe what they're doing is right. And they're, they're building an army and and they need to like protect each other. And they believe it so much. And it just, it makes me sick to my stomach that this movie did such a good job of showing how possible it is. Well, it's crazy because you get a real good perspective for like, like we're not born, not everyone anyways, it's rare that someone is born 
with really good quality critical thinking skills. Like that's a skill. Oh yeah. You learn that and you practice it and it's taught. So a lot of people that are just like smart people, like Derek is clearly a very intelligent guy and he just doesn't have the critical thinking abilities to take the information he's being fed and really think about it. Well, you know what? Really explore it. The interesting thing is, is that he, he looks like he was developing along that way because when he was talking to this dad about the books he was reading, he was getting excited. It looked like he was exercising his critical thinking, but his dad just shut it down and the, the power to please your father overcame at that point. And he's like, oh, if my dad believes that, he's got to be right. He's my dad. So yeah, maybe this guy is like trying to further his own agenda. And he's giving me all this information. Maybe he is trying to like force it on me and I don't like that now. Derek well, calls Derek calls out the leader too, calls him like love when he calls him a chicken hawk. Cause any, he, how he's like, that's after the change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going, cause he knows what he's doing is he's going after young people because like Brent said, they don't have the experience are the, 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 they don't have the background to critically think they're so young that he can prey on them and convince them because they don't have the skills to defend themselves and they don't have the skills to like hear that what he's talking about is and neither did Derek. That, that what he's talking about is complete bullshit. That's one-sided bullshit. Yeah. It's why people in authority, like authority figures need to be so mindful of what they say. Oh, yeah. Because that's where the information really gets pushed from. If I look to you as an expert or as a, some kind of a patriarch, whatever it is, right? Or matriarch, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're passing down this information for me if I consider you to be an authority or an authority on the topic, um, I'm more likely to, to, to bypass any critical thinking or evaluation, right? Yeah. I think that's why a lot of what's going on now is because the authority is either um, supporting it or supporting yeah. it or cleverly not sidestepping it. Yeah. 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 So that's what scares me. They're very fine people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, that's fucking, you gotta be, you gotta be, you got to be precise and careful with what you say because fucking idiots are everywhere. Yeah. They'll read between the lines even when it's not there. I mean, so, so these young people in this movie getting indoctrinated are very, um, gullible and don't have other sources of information and aren't looking for other sources of information. And it scares me for today and how it reflects because the internet is even worse for flashy headlines with no substance Mm. that will make you believe things. And then you watch a few videos, you listen to a few crazy people. And if, if this is how you're inclined because, of your upbringing and, and what you've been exposed to, like you can create mega racists online. It's crazy. It's so, crazy. This is a way different. This movie's also like the violence in this oh. movie is, in, is, is incredibly realistic and scary. Oh, yeah. The imagery of like, um, the imagery of Derek, um, kneeling down with his swastika, swastika tattoo on his chest and getting handcuffed and stuff by the police in yeah. slow motion and, and black he's got and that white. Huge grin. Yeah, and, and he, and he just like raised. killed the three black people. Yeah. Like that's curb stomps that guy. Yeah. Just fucking that's nothing still... more cringe inducing than imagining curb stomps. No, I know. And, uh, and the way it affects one of the other best scenes is with Elliot Gould when they're at dinner and, uh, they're having a, uh, what you'd say was a spirited, spirited debate yeah. at the dinner table about race relations and uh, and uh, mandatory minimums and and what, what, who was the guy Rodney King? Yeah, and the whole Rodney King uh, beating with the police. That's a great scene where where Derek realizes that uh, he this guy is uh, not not what he wants in his family. Well, not only that, but this guy's intelligent too, and he's making some intelligent points. Uh, back at Derek and Derek tries to like talk over him or like to try and be bigger than him but he realizes this guy could be a real threat yep to to his family so he gets and his the next of, thing he knows he goes to anger physical. and violence yeah, yeah. you know what's Dude. really funny about that scene too is um, the mother tries to shut the conversation down and then everyone just kind of sits there and stops and even Elliot Gould is like we, we were having a conversation and they get right back into the spirited discussion which then goes out of control. I think he, he actually likes it a little bit. Uh, I think I don't he think does. he likes it. I think he sees it's important. Yeah, that's yeah. what I he's mean. Like, he's, cause yeah. he's like he's a Jewish man and it's very clear anti-Semitism 
anti-Semitism yeah. oh, yeah. going on. That's what and I mean. He's he like, likes, he likes he's educated having the smart. debate. He yeah. likes having that debate. Yeah, I don't think he likes it, but I think he thinks it's important. Well, it's important. He has to I think to do like it. is the wrong word. Um, he really liked Beverly D'Angelo, too, when they are out by his car and he's leaving and they're breaking up. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is happening to you. Like, he's he's gone. That Dude, shit was seems- over the top, though, with the mom where she like... And there's a little bit too much of the American flag. There's things... There's speed bumps <laughs> for me as... Some of the movie, <laughs> they dramatize stuff, try and dramatize stuff with music and directing in slow motion and the American flag. That That's a little cringeworthy at times. That bothers me a bit. It's just two on the nose are like, there should be an American flag draped here over, or there's a poster in the background. A little too on the nose, but... I th- think it's just, that's the crowd, man. I know. I'm just saying... That's who those guys are. They're all fucking... I'm surprised there's not more Confederate flags in this thing, to tell you the truth. I'm just saying, like... I'm just saying, like, there is that point where the mom... Mom, like, gets down on her knees outside the house in slow motion of black and white. And I think there's an American flag flapping in the wind behind her. And the music's like... (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, this is too much. Yeah. Pull back. Like, we get it. You You don't have to fucking smack us in the face with it. I mean, overall, I thought Edward Norton did an excellent job yeah. of portraying Mel oh, Gibson. Oh, absolutely. Fucking, that was a good joke. He just fucking jumped all over. Oh, what was it? He did said it. Edward Norton did an excellent job of portraying Mel Gibson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he just were uh, going to say Darren. His but, Darren. Oh, that was fucking... I was, Sorry about your Mel so Gibson. At, at 1158, <laughs> please so, delete. Please insert Brent's Mel Gibson joke. Well, Let's do it, yeah. Um... <laughs> Ed Furlong did a pretty good job in this movie too. Um, Ed Furlong from Terminator Two fame. And didn't have really you seen him lately? He looks much. like a middle-aged lesbian. Hey, Edwina. That seems <laughs> Edwina Furlong. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was yeah. going to try and say something a negative against that, but I have seen him lately, and that's pretty good description. He's excellent in this movie. Just yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say that he, um, the way that he portrays Danny is kind of like he's more of the petulant kid who doesn't really believe. He's more he, into bucking authority than he is to believing. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. believe in it. He doesn't seem to, but no. he, like he regurgitates it when the when the fat guy asks him to. Even then, though, it's very it seems robotic. Bullet, bullet but, point, but that's yeah. how it is, right? You say it enough, like tell me the shit I want to hear. Like they they both. Well, I don't know if the fat guy knows it because he's not smart enough to be indoctrinated. He's that's just what, full of hate. Though. Oh yeah, that's one of the guys that just could never fight his way out of it because he's mentally not there. And yeah. have you seen that guy recently? No, so you thin. He's gigantic, oh. like like not fat, like a he's full on bodybuilder ah, now. Right on. He is ripped, huge. Really? Yeah. He played a couple of roles like this too. The the redneck. They call me Earl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or something about Earl or what the fuck? <laughs> it's Earl he's something. Lovely and annoying. my name's Earl. He's good. I like that guy, and he's really good in this show because he's exactly who he needs to be. Yeah. Like you say, he's that he's that uh, plotting kind of idiotic just just willing to accept whatever is said. Just looking for someone to follow. He's a puppy. He's yeah, a, he's he a, is kind of a big he's, puppy. He's kind of like a fucking puppy and with big teeth and he just needs to be pointed and directed at something and told why I hate it. Yeah, and Derek knows how to treat him too. He's like, no, you go wait outside. You wait outside. I'm talking to my family. Like, okay, yeah. Derek, can we go? I'm so hungry. <laughs> he totally Such does. a piece of shit. He treats him like a kid. And uh, what's her face? Uh, Faruka Balk does really great with what she's given here too. Um, she's a sociopath. She plays that so well. Like every time there's violence about to happen, like just the look on her face is like she's about to orgasm. She's so into it. She gets, yeah. she kill him, kill the motherfucker. She even wants Derek Derek to be killed um, yeah. by right the away. end of it. Like right away. He was so foolish for um, I know, for yeah. trying to convince her. I actually her. didn't believe could, that. I didn't buy that. There's, I, I thought, thought that was a hiccup His too. expectation. Yeah. It took him three years to get unracist in prison and he thinks he can change like a couple of different people. Her and, and, like five seconds. Her and Danny is be like, no, don't. She'd be like, yes, no problem. Yeah, why would you take her? Like yeah. she's clearly and not the fucking probably target. haven't seen her in a few years. and Exactly. And and plus he knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, he knows who she is. He's never going to have that conversation with her. I don't buy that at all. No. But that's, I think that like what John said actually is an excellent um excellent perspective on the on the crowd as a whole i think that she is a case study um of something that i think exists in these things it's it's more so um it's not people that necessarily not 
not all of them. I think that there is people in these groups that fall into her thing where it's more, um, it's almost just like that there's an ecstasy around the hate and aggression. Yeah. And it's almost like that's what fuels them as opposed to like, it's just that there is hatred there and there is fucking violence and conflict. And that is what kind of enriches her and, and fuels her fire as opposed to necessarily like being maybe a scholar of the racist rhetoric. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's just all about blood. She's terrifying. All about blood. She's she terrifying. loses. Kill him, kill him, motherfucker. She's just so crazy. Yeah, and the director totally plays it up too because he, he always has a shot of her like grin. In the background. Like she's she never front and center. But she's all, yeah, it's creepy. And she's very unique. She does looking. it at the table during the argument. She gets she all, does. Yeah. yeah. She gets she's all basically excited. jerking him off while he's like, and she's like, yeah, yeah, do something. Beat her up. Even when he's choking his sister yeah, with potatoes. She's into it. Or yeah. buns or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's buns. fucking weird. Yeah, his violence and stuff um, is very his he what he does to his sister uh, yeah. is very very hard to watch yeah. and then get and behind then the apologies him later. and like I'd never oh, hurt God, you, you yeah. know that like all that typical abuser stuff oh, that yeah. you hear. And well, that's it's so that's scary. like such a cliche, but good line is you know I'd never really hurt you. Even though I just hurt you and like, I'm trying to convince you now that I wouldn't, but I just did. You'd know I'd never hurt you twice. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I read online the other day, um, there was an article about, about abuse. And if your partner strangles you in some fight, like not to death, obviously, but strangles you in a fight, you are 700% more likely to be killed by that person at some point. Like that's one of the primary escalating points is if, if there's a little bit of choking and then I'm sorry, like you're going to die. Yeah, much you can't. You, don't don't do that. I mean, it's easy to say, but like, you can't be in fucking relationships like that. If it's if it's abusive once, get the fuck. And that out. was yeah, his sister. That more. was his blood. Yeah, I know, right? Just because she wasn't listening at the time. Yeah, like, sit down and what, listen what to what he, I have his, to say. I'm talking. His crazy shit. He was spouting. Yeah. Only is there anything to the fact that um, all the men in that family are racist, fucking bigoted maniacs and all the women seem to have like a little bit more neutral of a topic mm-hmm. is it maybe only that they're targeted are the men targeted and the women are kind of looked at as um as a support role is is there like more of like a typical gender roles in the I fucking nazi i don't i don't suspect that they're an equal it seemed equal to be heavy, heavy white male with a smattering of sociopathic lady i think definitely <laughs> like from so mostly dudes a lot of dudes but but like when you see when you see those when you yeah, see those rallies like today they've they showed the rallies of of the the white supremacists and the the nazi whatever groups and you're that you're they show them on the news and you're seeing the images it's all young white men it's well, also not like it's also are. not the best crowd of that that the whites have to offer it's not like scientists and doctors no. it's, it's like always these fucking gap tooth missing bald like it's just people who can't get the rest of their life together and yeah, then train they fucking let people. everything go and then they blame blame it all on but it does it yeah. does look Racist heavily skin. it does Garbage look heavily people. yeah does look heavily white male oh not you don't see a lot of women in those crowds no yeah. totally yeah their wives may be there and they're like yeah or whatever and then <laughs> but, but that but that's, that's it not funny it's like support <laughs> they're like supportive Supportive for the racist husband yeah. they're just sign holders on the side cheering <laughs> yeah all the yeah other guys. Want another beer honey <laughs> I got you some more nine milli shells. Yeah, their relationships yeah. Not good are either. Those guys don't have any good taste. Remember their, to wave your flag. Their relationships are as evolved as their thinking on race. Yeah, <clears throat> they're okay. like very. It's very white, male dominated. Well, and the sad thing is, is that there's there's probably, um, well, there's not probably there is some like really fucking intelligent people there, but I think they're the ones generally pulling the strings of all the fucking dummies in the bottom. I don't think it would be hard to rise up those ranks. I mean, no, but if as you had you're a fucking reasonable that, though, sense yeah, on them, right? I mean, there's definitely uh, a lot of dummies out there on lots of different sides. Yeah, but you're totally right. It is. It, it's. It's. Once again, it's very political and it's very tribal, and like there are the leaders on the top who like just use manipulate the facts and manipulate people and and use hate. Hate is such a powerful emotion i was i was like reading something uh, a couple of weeks ago about how it's so much easier to get someone to come to the polls for over hate over over than pa- even passion yeah oh yeah it's crazy like that is such a, a easy way to manipulate someone is just get someone to hate something dude it's 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 a foundation of fear and a foundation of hate because if someone's scared it's so easy to convince them to hate what they're yeah and of. they talk about that a ton direct, in this movie you direct Derek. and then inform 
Derek's, and I'm not saying inform with truth, but you inform with your truth. Yeah. D- Derek, some of the best lines in this movie were that Derek has are about about him sick of hating. And uh, yeah, it takes so much I, effort. To I hate. love when he says to to Furlong, um, he's like, "It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit." Yeah, and it's like, it's it just couldn't be any more simple. Yeah, it's just all fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um. So he basically, Derek kind of turns Danny back in a couple of hours of conversation. Um, but instead of me saying that, that it's too fast, it's just because Danny looks up to Derek so much, idolizes him. And then after hearing the worst parts of his story with the rape and everything else, I think that would be, that, that sat in my mind as, as, as fine that Danny could be turning it around. I see it as like an artistic, um, an artistic bit of license there to, yeah. to, I feel like to rush that change. I feel like Edward Furlong played it. We were talking about it. He played it right. I don't think Danny ever, ever believed in no. any of this shit. Yeah. He was just going along to get along. Yeah. And like, so I honestly believe, based on the writing and Furlong's performance, that Danny was not brainwashed. Yeah. It was Danny's, just where he was at that time. He was smart, and he was just those were his friends, and that's his group, his peer group. Well, his his brother is and a celebrity. Brother. Yeah. Right, his brother's a celebrity, so that would make him like a Le- celebrity in the, the group. And he's yeah. like the prince or whatever. Oh, totally. He's he's a total fucking little Nazi prince there. And and think like he like you guys are saying, his social circle is there. He's getting laid, and that's just about all you need is is that sense of belonging plus 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 because you're a celebrity, and then you you throw some uh, some sex. It's at the, when he's oh, yeah. talking to when he's ta- what's the big guy's name? Ethan Sells. Oh, the the guy with the glasses. No. Uh, the, Sa- uh, the big oh. guy Seth yeah I think it's Seth yeah it's Seth it the is, big yeah. fat guy yeah, yeah, so yeah. when he's talking to him and he's trying to get him like you guys said earlier to, to state his uh, his beliefs you can hear you can hear him that he doesn't really believe in it he's just like he's reciting something that he memorized yeah and like he's being a bit sarcastic yeah not he even has, a bit he's being like super sarcastic yeah his sister's Laughing because he's being so kind of facetious and making fun of Seth and making fun of of their beliefs. Yeah. So that's why I think that works. Yeah, I I agree 100% with that. I'd like to make a side note about how shitty their music is as well. Oh, it's terrible. The music that he's playing in the truck as he's driving to Derek's. Oh, yeah. Easily. But like (laughs) the worst music on the planet. But I will say as bad as... um, as their music is, I've heard some really shitty Christian music oh, as well. Oh, the Christians have really bad music. Yeah, also. so yeah. I mean, both <laughs> sides, both sides have no good music. Well, they are Christian. Oh, to- that's the actually, same side. You're totally right. Well, <laughs> it's the Protestant racist. Just they just racist cannot put a fucking right. tune together. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why they play a fucking broomstick with one string yeah. on a wash bow, tub bow, bow, and a bow, fucking bow, bow. forty ouncer. Who? Now I think we're going going back a couple years, but I don't know. I'm not convinced. Who else was super bothered by Seth dipping the whole thing of jelly beans into his face and And then spitting spitting them out? Especially in the COVID era. God, I hate that guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's a garbage person above all the rest. Yeah, he's a king of trash. Um, so uh. Then we have some other, um, as we're winding things down, Danny goes home, the next day happens. So one of the, the timeline of this movie is a little troublesome for me. Not, not the, the, the telling the history and then coming to the, to the present with the black and white and the color. It's just by the time Derek gets out of prison, beep, 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 everything happens um, like really quick. Everything happens super quick. So, um, like, it's all in one day that he gets out. He goes home to see his family. This is Derek I'm talking about. And then they have the party that night. And then the next day um, is the last day on earth for Danny. So, I don't know. Like, there's a lot that goes on in this in this one day um, that kind of took my brain out of it. Yeah, because it all bit. takes place. It's all that essay. Yeah. Right? And I'm okay with the voiceover because the voiceover is the essay. Yeah. And it actually had some insightful stuff in it, both starting with the hate fueled stuff. And then by the end of it, just, you know, quoting Lincoln freeing the slaves and all that, which is also why I'm, I'm totally fine with Danny turning so quickly because even when you, when you're listening to him do the voiceover of the essay, you can hear once again, he doesn't believe it. And you can hear him talking about, he knows where it came from. He talk. He's his essay is the one thing that inspires the father's flashback. Yeah, like he saw it. He was a witness to it. 
but he didn't buy it. He just saw his father manipulate his brother. Yeah. It's really that's that that vehicle or that device is actually fairly good. Yeah. Because he gets to end it with the voiceover, uh, with the quote at yeah. the end of the movie. And we, it's not just saying we aren't the, enemies; we are friends. Yeah. I, like yeah, it has some thoughtful things that fill in gaps of the story. It doesn't just say what we're writing. My brother got out of jail today, and he came home, and then my friend spit jelly beans on the ground. The end. <laughs> like no, no. So I was I was pleased um, with that. Um, with the with the voiceover and all that the letter writing is the device uh, the the um, essay writing it's just yeah for everything that happens to take place over the course of a day was a little jarring especially since you know on monday uh, derek is in the bathroom and blows smoke in a kid's face and the next day he gets shot in the same bathroom for for that offense um i guess that was a day yeah so it's just, two days maybe no it was a day it was the next so yeah, he, he go, those he, guys do go. He gets suspended from school. Pretty easy. Yeah, like has to be in the American History X class. Then goes home from school, sees his brother, goes to a party. Then comes, learns about all his brother's stuff. Comes home, then writes the essay, and then goes to work school the next day. I just couldn't he, reconcile getting he all also, over the place. Also, you do also see though that young black kid who ends up shooting Edward Furlong at the end of the movie. He, you see glimpses of him being influenced by his older peer. Yeah. To do that though. Oh, very good point. Yeah. Which is actually very interesting because you're seeing him being manipulated as well. Yeah. To like hate. Yeah. Cause he, as someone who is not thinking about that as much might just say, well, they stopped being racist and then they were still killed for the, for the racist reasons. So was there a lesson learned here at the end of the day? But I, I think they were showing just clips of what it's like from the other side as well. A little bit. Um, and I like the look on that kid's face when he shoots Edward Furlong because he doesn't look happy about no. the res- end result of what he's done. It's Dude, like resignation. That, that kid's just going right to prison. Like, that's the thing I don't understand about actions like that is that you're doing something and you're throwing your <clears throat> life away for something that's honestly so well, If he gets caught. He's going to get caught. He shot a yeah, guy in, in a school. school bathroom. He's covered in blood. But yeah. I think like this, that in my mind, and I'm re- reading between the lines would be that, that he has been indoctrinated in the way that that's best for the group is to get rid of one you're more totally, racist you're kid. You're totally right? right. Yeah. So they, would, they wouldn't think about it. The minute it's over, that's why his face looked like that. It was like more shock, surprise that he just like put a couple of holes in a guy. I think and, that's important though too, that to show that he he's just a young person who who's also... Um, He's in the exact same cycle as Danny and uh, Derek yeah. were. It was well, taught his, to him. His didn't seem so racially motivated as much as it did like defense, personal or, insult. Well, like like Furlong, fucking, you know, was aggressive to them in the bathroom when they were uh, like he blew smoke in that guy's face. He could have just walked away, but he like fronted to him really hard. Yeah, that guy. Um, it it just seemed like that it was the conflict that drove it. Like. Like that, that level of disrespect was too much for whatever area they live in is obviously like not a shining hot spot of fucking Those guys are driving by their house the country, to shoot right? them though too. No, no, they totally, they're going, they're, they're working on it. They're right? going to drive by like, but that's what I mean them. is I think, I think that's maybe more of like a, of a gang thing as mm-hmm. opposed to like more of a racial thing. And who knows, like maybe there's an, another connection that's not made explicit, like that they know about Derek and what he did and that. Danny is his brother and you know payback's a bitch kind of thing in the background I don't know There's, that's never said but you could easily see how that would be the case because it would just be like we need one for our team you're gonna go in and do it you hate this kid at school like gonna do him yeah give me the gun like off I go and then whoops what the fuck did I do they also know which group he belongs to yep oh yeah yeah they say they, they say at the basketball park when he sees him he's like is that that fool and he was like yeah that's yeah. him right there yeah, so they've marked him at that point. Yeah. I just wonder, I don't know, like the, the whole movie is about undoing the racism, right? Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, you have him redeemed. He's torn down all his racist pictures. Him and Derek have turned over the new leaf. They're, yep. they're warming up to their family. They're trying to like start fresh and, and new. And then at the end, they take them who are redeemed and they have a, a black kid kill him. Yeah. So I just wonder if you're undoing some of the work that you do in the movie by doing that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to ask. Is that what you were? That's kind of what I was getting. No, no, you're you're thinking along the right point. Ultimately, I come to know because um, 
a it's just throwing a bit of a measure in as to there's still like this background all this stuff's going on you can say you step away from it but it is still there and it just it strikes they were not far enough removed for it not to hit consequences um, to for your actions a little like, a little bit yeah like you're the actions that Derek Derek's what Derek did mm-hmm. had consequences for him his family and his brother yeah like that's really Derek's doing and he knows that too yeah I think that's what he'll come to grips with over the next over the next bit so so yeah be, because um, because it's on both sides you know that the both sides were um, getting the wrong information being built up to something that every it's all just based on the bullshit of the day it could be about also like the the people who suffer are the younger innocent ones yeah. and both the, both them are younger and more innocent than Danny than Derek and the probably the black kid that's kind of uh, manipulating him yeah who because Derek has killed people and Derek has like incited violence and maybe that other black guy did too and so the they're the people who are getting punished are, are the the younger innocent people yeah yeah I, I mean there's like Message. a lot in there you could think about that's good yeah. no no, yeah, no that's good these are all good things it's yeah. just it was something that that um yeah maybe no. John seeded my mind with there and and um so i do see that i agree with your i agree with that line <laughs> of thinking thoughts into me it's interesting i mean it's it is interesting to think about it that way yeah i understand why you guys went there i had never thought about it that way but that is an interesting idea yeah yeah all right and maybe i have a simple mind hey we know that <laughs> uh well why don't you take us down the path of uh of redemption sum this one up for us brentos okay um this definitely holds up for me the I was worried to have this 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 show though. Um, I wondered if we'd do the topic justice. I don't think we can. No, um, I think that obviously we don't have the perspective we need to even really get into this properly. Um, but I thought that the movie was good, and I thought that it explored a lot of this stuff really well. And yeah, I like it, man. I think Edward Norton's really good in it. I think Furlong's good in it. Um, everyone everyone's the acting is fucking good in this movie it pulls it off even that fucking raging seething fucking Ferruja bulk is just <laughs> is just who she needs to be for it right yeah and the story's good and there's like a couple hiccups that we've thought about but overall i think it conveys the message and the story pretty well and it it not bad just don't make me ever fucking listen to that music from the truck again i fucking hate it <laughs> So I I don't have a lot to say. I I I I um I just I like this movie and I think it's good. Yeah. And uh, fuck, is Edward Norton ever a beast in this movie? He's, yeah. For being such a skinny guy, like that, you kind of look at it as more of a computer programmer role, and then oh, to yeah. see him put into a role like this where he puts on thirty pounds of muscle and yeah. it's just like, just just becomes like a this pretty is, fucking beast of a man. This is back to back Fight Club too, so you could see how skinny he was in Fight Club. Jesus, yep. he must have starved himself. He turned down Saving Private Ryan for this, hey? Yeah. Wow. How crazy is that? I wonder what his role was going to be in that, though. So he, um, Ed Norton, lost out the best acting uh, Oscar to uh, Benini for um, Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful. beautiful, And a lot of people are like, that was a travesty. I think so. I never saw Life is Beautiful, but it didn't look like it needed the fucking chops. It's a good movie. Yeah. Really good. Is this it? one, yeah, yeah, I th- highly recommend it. This one, though, I'll take it if that's okay. Is um, this movie's important um, because it handles everything with the right gloves? You, you, you could never come in saying that this movie promotes racism or or violence or anything like that. It's a cautionary tale, and it it really does do a great job of showing how um, how there are, are people out there who have just had it the wrong way through their life and have ended up a certain way but they take it to the next level by training the next wave grab them young do the chicken hawk thing and and get them up there and by the time they are um you know old enough to to supposed to have these 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 critical thinking skills and (laughs) life skills they just don't and they're just racist pieces of shit you see how it happens and it's it's got to be more education. There's got to be more awareness. We have to we have to knock these walls down. I don't know. It's crazy. Fuck. It just this, this movie gives me all kinds of feels the whole time, and and none of them are, are hate. It's it's um mm. it's sad. It just makes me sad because it's it seems so real with how that all this can happen and does happen every day. Um, and I feel bad because I I never feel that level of hate. I think it takes. I I like the line in the movie. It takes like tons of effort to hate something this much and. Um, 
the fact that a movie just gives me these feels 20, 22 years later, it's, it holds up for sure, for sure. There's, there's a couple of little speed bumps along the way, but for the most part, they handle the, the, the historic, the story time being in black and white with the color and, uh, the directing is solid. The writing is solid. Um, the music selections are quite good too. They use the boys choir a lot for the yeah um, for the stuff. I guess they they really wanted some like pure. What could be more pure and Aryan than than a, a young boys choir, um, which sounds <laughs> weird for all the probably correct reasons. Um, but it it really had that good impact, except for that one song that Brent's talking about. But garbage song, trash. But yeah, it definitely holds up. And and I think I don't know. We're gonna have to watch Life Is Beautiful because uh, I think Norton should have won the Oscar for this. He's stellar. He's just stellar. You really notice and pay attention to the way he, he portrays this. And I'm really surprised that Furlong didn't do a ton more after this because um, he, he really nailed this. He just, he played it the right way and whether this was like in tune with parts of his personality, the, the kind of aloofness that I was talking about before, but you know, it was a follow-up to, um, to T2. Like, great, great job. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it's too bad. He's a good actor. Eddie. So yeah, holds up. What do you got, Colin? I, yeah, I, uh, I really like the perspective, but the thing that this movie does give us is a, the perspective for, oh, first of all, it holds up. Just don't have to say that. Again. <laughs> but the perspective of like, you just said racist pieces of shit. And I've said that many times. Like I, I, I know that term very well and I feel that way. And that's that hatred we're talking about. But this movie really shows that these are just people without the proper perspective yeah. that they only they they've been manipulated and only have a perspective so so like derek derek is one of those what we call racist pieces of shit and danny too in the beginning of the movie but we realize that i don't know i just don't feel like that's the way to get out of this like just to hate to, you know what they hate black people and then and then anybody who who doesn't have that same hatred hates them so it's just like a vicious circle of it fucking is. hate. So like we got to stop that circle. That's got to stop. It's got to be more about everybody understanding that this is that hating one another is not going to solve any fucking thing. No, no it's, it's not the myopic. answer. It's not the answer. It just it, it's a perpetuating cycle, a self-perpetuating cycle. Violence and it's hard violence, not to like there's a guy in Calgary. I don't know if you guys know we live in Calgary, Canada. There's a guy who's videotaped his don't, don't uh, come here. His, <laughs> uh, his girlfriend, who I believe is Japanese, is skateboarding in front of him, and he he was videotaping her skateboarding. And a guy, a white guy on a bike, was coming the other direction on the bike path and spit on her and called her a race, racial slur for no reason what so fucking ever. Yeah. Just he went out of his way to be racist. Well, that's the thing is that the people people like to paint the picture that the problem only exists in America because of slavery, but mm-hmm. it exists everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Like Canada's treatment of indigenous people, in particular, is yeah, fucking totally, yeah, absolutely. But this person beyond, fucking and, and that's a huge problem. But on this tiny little scale, this one guy on his bike just decided to go out of his way to be racist. Somebody not only spit on her like during a pandemic but just spit on her like forget the pandemic like what kind of fucking person would do that to another human being yeah, yeah like and then ma- mentioned her race in a like negative way like, like it has and anything and to do it's with so anything. easy for me to fucking hate that person and like want them to go to jail or get fucking arrested or beat up or whatever the fuck yeah but that's just not the answer this like go back to your own country kind of stuff like especially in north Terrible. america where only the indigenous are like the first people here so <laughs> everyone can go like that so that doesn't make any sense to me so yeah you white and european other, pieces you should go back to your country too the other thing that really <laughs> strikes me that's relevant to, to what's going on here is um like when there are when when there's dictators being replaced in other countries and and random bombings happening of course those people grow up the next generations hating America and whoever did it so like not exactly racism but you see how that hate perpetuates and when you have people raised from a young age to be hating that passionately and then you have a generation of it it's like crazy and you don't need to look any further than outside of the of the U.S. borders to see that stuff going on but it is indeed a worldwide problem which is why I was really stoked to see some of the the protests worldwide after um after that police murder everywhere um and and that's i think because i think most people are like good about this and they don't they don't get it they just yes we have we have different features and colors and and all that kind of stuff but we're just people we look different we have different histories and 
I don't know. I just, I, like I said, I, I don't hate like that. And it just takes too much time and effort. And it that's, doesn't make any sense. There are I, jerks of all kinds and colors and assholes everywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be an asshole no matter yeah, what. Yeah, it's so. the hate part. That's what I mean when I see people do this. And I'm, we're, you're seeing a lot of video today of yeah. whether it's police or just people being racist or saying racist things or being mean to one another. It's just... And then it's so easy to hate those people too on as me but like it's just like that's not gonna get us anywhere no like but then you could be like me and just get sad about it and i'm like what can i do about it i can't do anything uh, it feels like i can't do anything i know there are things i can likely do and then my apathy right there is the reason why nothing happens because lots of people probably feel that way and it's, it's such way. a big problem it's, it's like how where do you it seems impossible it's so it's, it'd be so hard to like where do you start I don't and, and i don't understand it it's i don't understand confusing. what it's like to be a, a black person um raised raised in america like with with all this inherent racism and hate like that's fucked up as a white that's guy totally in calgary i do get it i have a, yeah <laughs> that's what i mean is is that's the other thing too is all these people that, that once again drives me nuts and i want to hate them too anybody who says something about about how black people are tr treated and then say the word but. Yeah. Just like, okay, just shut the fuck up. And yeah. Don't say but. In fact, just don't say anything. Yeah. Like if you have, if there's a but in there, then shut the fuck up. Like everything after what's going on is fucked up is like racist. It just is. If you have a but, then you're, it's then your you're, rationalization it's to try and make it yeah, why just, you can let it go and not do yeah, anything Yeah, exactly. About it. You're like, I can dismiss it because of this but. It's just like, you can't dismiss it. So just shut the fuck up. It's, it's, people that are um really uncomfortable with change oh yeah and really uncomfortable with the idea that there might be some some um some evening the score like we yeah. were talking about like yeah. we need to we need to make opportunity equal and sometimes that means providing more opportunity to the people who have been disadvantaged or whatever to, to try to even the score for a bit some of that shit needs to happen it's a balancing act I know. and it's tough and there's not a lot of other ways of going about it and it totally feeds into some of like Derek's hate speech from this movie because the affirmative action, they're just giving our, our jobs and that stuff. It, uh. I, I so you can see how that argument would be convincing in trying to fix the issue. You're giving other people fuel to say they're giving away free money to those people over there and that's not our people and we're the ones who need it. And then it just becomes this this crazy thing. So like, what's the answer? I don't know. And, and someone said it to me the other day. They're like, so why should we? It wasn't our fault for this. So why should we do things to fix it? And it was like, because every generation said that. Yeah. So then every generation doesn't do anything. So then nothing gets fucking done. That's why. Yeah. That's why we do it. Not because it's our fault. Not because we directly did it like personally. Because if we just keep saying it's not our fault, so let's not fix it. It's not going to get fucking fixed. Yeah. So yeah, there are things you have to sacrifice or give up. But like, um, but like, I feel like a lot of people are also just feel uncomfortable because they're white, and then they they don't they 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 don't want to feel uncomfortable because they're white. But you know what? Maybe we should feel uncomfortable. Maybe it's our turn for a little while to feel a little uncomfortable and just fucking suck it up. I that Com might be complacency is support is the thing people need to realize. That yeah. they, if if you're supporting. Um, a movement that is racist but you don't think that you're racist because there's other policies that fucking support that complacency is support you yeah. need to stand up and you can be a fucking conservative and not be a racist a 100 percent. there's oh, yeah. a ton of them oh yeah but the thing is is that you need to demand better of your leaders and the same thing on democrats or fucking re or lefties or whatever the fuck there's racism everywhere i've had these conversations with people who are like yeah well fucking racism there too well of course there's racism fucking everywhere yep. no this shouldn't be a political thing it shouldn't need to be. It should just be, there are some people that aren't getting the fucking equal shot and we need to fucking fix that. And nobody should fucking have to watch their, like I've seen videos that just kill me of like, like a little black girl playing basketball on her driveway and a cop is driving down the road and she hides behind the car in her driveway so that the cop doesn't see her. And I've heard, I've read so many stories of black parents that are feared because like scared because they, their kid goes out to play and they don't know. Yeah. Right. They're just playing basketball somewhere, or just skateboarding somewhere or whatever else. And you just never know. Like, like that kind of thing shouldn't fucking exist, man. You shouldn't have to feel scared in your skin. No. You just fuck no. fucking be scared because the world is, is a scary place for other reasons. So Lions, I think tigers and bears, baby. We, we are all three of us living, um, by the number one tenant of, of maybe being human or at least being reasonable is don't be racist, but it's just that just not being racist yourself is, is not enough. 
Well, and address so, that you are racist. Everyone has bias. Just yeah, one hundred percent. We were saying about I'm, we were saying about critical thinking skills that those are learned. Um, like people need to, to to find big change in their life and go do it and realize that change is possible. Um, I lost a bunch of weight. I, I quit drinking. I did a few things in my life that have now shown me that when you it's hard as fuck, but when you do it. Um, it's worth it and it's rewarding and um, being able to note when you're wrong is is huge some a skill that most of us need more of and also being able to recognize I feel a certain way about something because the evidence I have has led me to that belief but if you were to show me new evidence that would be contrary I would consider it and then I would entertain changing my mind like I'm sure there'd be people out there that would call me a flip-flopper but um, I don't think that's a problem. I think I think it's brave of people to identify when you're they have different perspectives. You're supposed yeah, to grow and change. You're not supposed to be stubborn in your ways because that's the way you've always been. That's the stupidest way to be something. I'm, yeah, I'm going to totally misquote uh, one of the Beastie Boys from that documentary. But uh, they they were they're writing music. They were writing music I know about. You it. They were writing music about uh, the one guy wrote the song about not about how men treat women and then somebody came up to him and called him a hypocrite because of the song girls that they wrote years before right all i really want is girls or whatever and he said i'd rather be a hypocrite than the same person i was back then yep well not sting and maybe we should point out that this is maybe all becoming a little bit preachy and there's no fucking perspective over here that thinks that we're perfect no we have a lot of growth to do we just we look at something and we're fucking a little bit outraged by it we decided to do a couple movies that address the point and then have a little discussion about it. Whatever small fucking platform we have, um, if we can put some thought out there or some fucking food for thought, maybe that's a good thing. But we are not. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are, we are, we are not, not platforming from no. fucking some place of like. From of, uh, we're not better. Oh yeah, we're no, not better no, than God, fucking no. anybody. No, we're I think it's just a bunch of dummies that are trying to understand. None of well. us are really doing anything about it right now. But, but not. At least we're not. We're not I making donated it worse. Money. Yeah. Yeah, I have hey, well, we threw some money and then hope that would go to some good. I pay taxes. Come on, no, I'm but <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we gotta have some fun too, right? Um, I yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we'll wrap this one up for today. Our our preachy uh, soapbox. But, we got, we but gotta, I believe this movie's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it so is. So you go can watch it for out. free and watch the documentary Thirteenth. I think it's just called Thirteenth. Yeah, thir- one three th. Yeah, um, it is fucking or the Thirteenth. It is so good. a great, great summary of the history of the last two two hundred years of what was going on after uh, slavery was abolished and how that it actually. Uh, it yeah, actually built, wasn't. They built the loophole. Yeah, they built the, the loophole that they've been. Unless people been, you're a prisoner, people have been exploiting yeah. for the last 200 years. So watch both those things. You could watch them back to back. It'd actually be a great way of uh, spending an evening. Yep. Yeah. Really and then depressing. Next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you're not gonna sleep well, but. Yeah, it's true. Next week we got another uh, um, a similar relevant topic movie coming up in glory. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Confederacy. Yeah, got to, had to bring up the uh, Confederate flag again. Uh, okay, so American History X, very important, very relevant, very good. Go check it out. Um, let us know what you think, as always. And um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you next time, and enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.